Hello and welcome to another depressing Cleveland Browns edition of the Tree City Sports Podcast. We I am here, though. I am your host, as usual, Andrew Baker, here with my co-host, as usual, Graham Owen. We out here, though, because we always are going to come back and bring you back some news of talking about the Browns and other teams. Of course, the Browns season right now, but... Now we don't really have to worry about wondering if the Browns are going to make the playoffs because that answer is very resounding no. Even if they won the rest of their games, pretty much no chance they're going to make the playoffs. So <laughs> Playoffs? I'm just trying to beat a third-string quarterback. Yeah, at least one time this year. So, yeah, I mean, the Browns are, you know, what they are. And, again, and before we start, I want to apologize to people for the Red and Blue podcast. Uh, me and Olam have had very different schedules, and he's been working separately crazy hours so we will be back this week because of all the crazy news um we've talked about it and we will be back so apologize for that but for us with the browns it's just like we were winning the game at the beginning of the game and then all of a sudden we just decided no no we're just gonna let Doc Hodges beat us yeah we didn't podcast last week because i had the audacity to go to new york city to see my family for thanksgiving well you didn't miss the game much for the game yeah the browns took care of business against the dolphins thankfully uh we were there actually we were. It was but fun. The Steelers game. Was, Shout out to the lady on the corner. Yeah. <laughs> this. Yeah. Uh, that's not what it sounds like. Uh, <laughs> so the Browns were playing their biggest game in a number of years, honestly. Yeah. Against the Steelers on the road. They were up 10 nothing early, running the ball with success. Or at least enough to keep the game moving. They were winning 10 nothing, Doing yeah. well enough. And Pittsburgh... Kind of got some momentum because they completed a pass to the sideline that was clearly out of bounds that gained them about 30 yards on third and 15. Yeah. That Freddie was... Kitchens chose to not challenge it despite, like, pretty obvious replay. And then from there, Pittsburgh went on to score and then went on to tie the game at halftime. Which we've seen not we've seen multiple times now where he has not made calls that have made it really flip the game and then all of a sudden the Browns' momentum is completely gone. And we've seen it happen multiple times now. Yeah, and then basically in the second half, the Browns just started playing like they were down three touchdowns, despite the fact that it was tied at halftime. They Baker Mayfield hurt his hand in the second to last play of the first half. Right. That by the way, they also tried to throw the ball with Garrett Gilbert after that happened, which is another topic. But at least you tried. So you had a lot of success running the ball in the first half. Your quarterback hurts his hand, and they come back, and Nick Chubb gets half as many carries in the second half as he had in the first half. And Nick Kareem Hunt, who had seven very successful carries in the first half, he was the best part of the Browns' offense the first half, got zero carries the entire second half. I don't know. Maybe he thought they were going to catch on. <laughs> the Browns scored three points in the second half. Pittsburgh ended up scoring uh, 20 consecutive points at one point. Yeah. And the Browns have now lost to... Two different third-string quarterbacks this year. Brandon Allen and a guy who goes by Duck Hodges. Yeah, and Duck Hodges was pretty much just chucking the ball into piles and hoping his guy came out with it, and he did over and over again. And yeah, the Browns James Washington, was who's having like a bad year and has been benched multiple times, had a career game. And, you know, it, the, the Browns weren't good enough, and that's just how it is. And unfortunately for Freddie Kitchens, a lot of the problems with the team can be, you know, traced right back to him. I mean, first of all, the play calling was atrocious. The The constant passing when the running game was the best part of your game in the first half and your quarterback had a hurt hand yeah, really made no sense at all. Um, and then you look at Demarius Randall, who didn't play this week because Freddie Kitchens benched him 
because Demarius Randall didn't want to practice. It's unclear why, but the the Browns great, the Browns second Demarius Randall the Browns secondary got shredded and they really needed Randall out there and they didn't have him and it's just you know the Browns are kind of a clown show and Freddie Kitchens wore the Pittsburgh started it shirt in public two days before the game and then lost and it just you know at a certain point I, I said it a few weeks ago I said that I, I said that I didn't think that. Freddie Kitchens could do anything the rest of the year that would make me think he deserved to come back because of all the mistakes he's made. And the Browns did win a couple games there to kind of at least give them a chance to salvage their season this Sunday. And they blew it in the most epic proportions. And again, like a lot of the stuff is, is you can really attribute it right to Freddie Kitchens, the lack of discipline, the play calling, the lack of, you know, just intelligent thought processes and, you know, I I really don't think they can bring him back next year. And it's it's unfortunate because he was an offensive coordinator for eight weeks last year, and before that he was a running backs coach his whole life. And so he clearly was not prepared to be a head coach. And at the time, you and I both said we were fine with him being the head coach, considering all the success the offense had last year. And they've come back and just completely changed the entire offense. Despite the fact, despite the it. fact they got Odell Beckham Jr., Odell who, Beckham. by the way, isn't getting the damn ball, they had all this success last year. They bring in Odell Beckham Jr. to build upon that, and they just shit the fucking bed. They don't throw him the ball, and they stop doing what they did. You either do what you did before, or you use Odell Beckham Jr. You don't do neither. And yeah. here the Browns are; they're heading towards another losing season, or at the very least, a disappointing season. And everyone in the national media is just making fun of them relentlessly because of the way they act before these games. And the majority of these problems can be traced at least partially back to Freddie Kitchens. The offensive line is an issue. Yes, that's not on Freddie Kitchens. But the play calling did not help the offensive line. And the Steelers basically just pinned their ears back just knowing the rush wasn't going to happen. And and just hit Baker Mayfield over and over again. And you have Casey Hayward and TJ Watt rushing after the quarterback constantly, who are two of the better pass rushers in the AFC. And you had success against them in the last game, at least getting some of the ball running-wise. I don't know why they decided they were just going to stop running the ball and not involving two of our best playmakers with Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb literally just bounces off of people, still averaging five yards a carry almost, despite the fact he's had all this. And Cream Hunt's been really a spark plug for the team, and our two running back sets have really been more successful than anything else that we've run because of how dynamic both of those guys are. But just not doing that. The fact that we've lost now to two third-string quarterbacks, kind of like how we talked about – I talked about this last year when we were having issues losing when the Browns lost to the Ra- that back then the Buccaneers and the Raiders last year. And those were two games that – the Browns very clearly had opportunities to win and there was no excuse for them not to. And they decided to blow it and completely crap the bed. And because of that, now the Browns are five and seven. And even if they had just won one of those games, they'd still at least be six and six right now with a chance to potentially claw back into the playoff race, because you do have a favorable schedule coming up with three games against the Bengals and the Cardinals, because you're playing the Bengals twice. But really that now it doesn't really matter at this point. At this point, you might get those three wins, but that's going to leave you with, what, eight and eight potentially is your final Hey, record. did you know the Browns have a soft schedule down the stretch, Graham? Well, it doesn't freaking matter because they've already blown their season. Yeah. We spent all season talking about how if the Browns can just be hovering around 500 these last few games, well, they're not. Yeah. So the Browns would have, if the Browns would have been six and six, they would have had a legit chance at, at coming back because they would have had the Dolphins, or not the Dolphins, they would have had the 
Bengals twice plus, like I said, the other team, and you'd have three games there. That's a big chance for you to win a game, and the Browns really just kind of blew that opportunity. The Cardinals, and then you have the Ravens home game, which the Ravens are great and are going to beat the Browns. But who knows? Maybe at that point the Ravens will have, will have locked up the AFC, and they won't need to do it. That depends on what the Patriots do, but I think at this point— The Patriots and 67-year-old Tom Brady. Yeah, and I think— <laughs> Yeah, the joke. So, I mean, honestly, I think I'd rather talk about more maybe just what would be— the f- what could be a potential future coach for the Browns, and that's the fact that Ron Rivera got fired by the Carolina Panthers. You don't want to talk about the T-shirts? No. And Baker Mayfield being the only NFL quarterback with more cut catchphrases than touchdowns, and the team being under 500, and I think you don't part want to talk this, about all that stuff anymore? No, because I think part of this, I think we've talked about it a lot, and a lot of it hasn't really changed at this point, where Baker's had his own faults and he's had issues that he's while he has played better in the second half of the year even he can't bring up above the coaching decisions baker was starting to play better and then still the coaching is holding him back which was happening to him last year when he started playing better when he finally had coaching that was helpful but now that he's having this again the offense isn't clicking right they still don't have enough chemistry together and the defense is not as good as it was earlier in the year because we have suffered massive massive uh depletion of our resources with miles garrett being out and Larry Okunjobi was suspended for a game. And then on top of that, we also didn't have, uh, we're not, we don't have a lot of our defensive players, including, you know, Chris Smith getting released, Everett Lawrence getting released, new guys coming in, leaving linebackers. We lost Kirksey early in the year. And we just, and Mac Wilson's been in and out of the lineup. We don't have Demarius Randall. We don't have Morgan Burnett. Can we just talk about Demarius Randall for a minute? Uh, if you mean when we can drive him to the airport at the end of the year, then yeah. So, because he ain't coming back. Early last season, Demarius Randall made a massive impact early. He was picking off balls left and right. He was also just doing a good job of just being a good free safety in the league and making sure that we actually could not get thrown deep on all the time like we did last the year before. Yeah, and then the second half of the year, he kind of had some nagging injuries, which is pretty much who Demarius Randall is. He's hurt constantly. And I don't really, you know, look, I'm not going to sit here and blame him for being hurt because the NFL is is a violent, violent sport. And I'm sure he puts in the work for his body and all that. I'm not blaming him for that, but it is part of who he is as a player. He's hurt a lot. Yeah. And, you know, he talked constant crap about how good he is and how, you know, he's about to get paid this year because he's going to be a free agent after the year. And every time he sees another safety get money, he tweets about it on Twitter saying like, yeah, that's right. I see all his money. I'm next. And, all this crap. He's just talking. The Browns are going to be great and all this stuff. And he's played, you know, about half the time this year with with his injuries. It's been okay. And before the biggest game of the season, he again this the reasoning is unclear. But basically, what happened is he told the coaching staff he didn't feel healthy enough to practice, and he wanted to save it for Sunday. And they said you're healthy enough to practice, and he said I'm not practicing, and they benched him. So you know what? Congrats, man. Congrats on. Basically, just deciding you didn't want to practice, heading up to the biggest game of the year, tanking your free agency value, and ensuring your ticket out of Cleveland. Thanks, man. Great great work. I mean, at least it makes the decision between which guy we're going to pay a lot easier because we're definitely going to pay – I would definitely pay Schobert over Randall. Yeah, it's not even a question anymore. Yeah. So, I mean, I all those issues aside, I think that we've seen the biggest issue this year has been the coaching, and I think the Browns just need a coach that is willing to be more just – stern and more on the players than Freddie Kitchens has been and not always be buddy buddy and be not a coach that's just a dictator but one that is going to have order in the locker room and a guy that got fired recently from the Carolina Panthers is Ron Rivera and I 
don't know if he, if he really has any connections here, but I feel like it would be a amazing fit for the Browns if they could get a coach like Ron Rivera as opposed to someone like Mike McCarthy. Because I actually like Ron Rivera and also the fact that he has defensive, uh, that he's a really good defensive mind, along with the fact that Steve Wilkes was his uh, protege for a lot of years in Carolina and his defensive coordinator for a few years before getting the head coaching job in Arizona. That would allow the defense to have continuity. And then at the same time, bring. I think he has the the reputation to be able to bring in an experienced play caller because we saw the different creative things with the play callers. He had brought in like Norv Turner and the other people that helped create an offense for Cam Newton that for a lot of years was really one of the more dynamic teams in the NFL before Cam Newton's injuries really started derailing his career. So I have a, a, a three things to say. So number one, uh, I'm, I think it's, we've seen this over and over again in not just football, but sports in general, where if you have a player's coach, that it doesn't work out with, you fire him and you bring in a disciplinarian. If you have a disciplinarian and the players all hate him, you fire him, bring in a player's coach. I think we've seen this cycle repeat itself over and over again where teams flip back and forth between you know the more fun coach and the more discipline-oriented coach. I don't really care if a guy is a disciplinarian or a player's coach, but I do think that in this specific situation, it's pretty obvious that Whoever the next coach of the Browns is, which let's pray to God it's not Freddie Kitchens for next year, because I just don't. Again, we've been over it. I we've, think we'll we've, find we've, out. The, the horse has been dead for weeks, and we just keep beating it. That's what's happening. We'll find out pretty quick. I think after this season. I think after that last game against the Bengals, or he could lose against the Bengals this week, and we could just not deal with it the last three weeks of the season. Oh, Anyway, fire him if we lost. So I, I I don't necessarily care if it's disciplinarian or a player's coach or whatever, but I do think that this specific team. The way this season has played out and the youthfulness in the roster, I do think that experience would probably be something that would be a priority for me Mm -hmm. because unfortunately, I think with how poorly Freddie Kitchens has done, it doesn't mean that another first-time NFL coach couldn't be good. But I think with all the problems going on with this team, someone who's done it before would probably be a wiser choice. Yeah. And I would much rather have Rivera over McCarthy personally. Yeah. So that brings me to Ron Rivera. And I personally would have no problem with it. Um, Like you said, I have no idea if he has any, uh, you know, kind of connection with John Dorsey. Um, And it seems as if John Dorsey kind of wants to hire his people. But for Ron Rivera, he's really respected. I mean, as soon as he got fired, the the reaction was pretty much like, okay, where's his next job? Not, will he get a head coaching job again? He will be a head coach again. And he may be able to pick his next job. It may be a thing where, you know, and that's the thing about this Browns job is, I wonder how appealing this Browns job is for multiple reasons. So I would like Ron Rivera. Uh, I, wouldn't, I would be very much okay with that. He's a very well-respected man who certainly knows how to, you know, run a team there. I don't think there'd be a lot of the problems that Freddie kitchens has, but I think he dealt with cam Newton as well. Pretty well. I think if you can deal with cam Newton, you can deal with Baker because they both kind of have that same brashfulness to them that can create issues. I mean, at least cam has when he's with some of the stuff he says, like in press conferences and things like that. So kind of lost my train of thought there. Um, yeah. So the thing that worries me about the Browns is 
I wonder if Freddie Kitchens was given the head coaching job because John Dorsey thought that, that was someone that he could control more. My worry is that John Dorsey is in a situation where he understands that the Browns have been so bad for so long that they're kind of desperate. And a lot of people around Cleveland and, you know, the the Browns fans, and I'm sure a lot in the Browns organization, mm-hmm. kind of look at him like he's almost like the savior. You know what I mean? And I think that part of the reason Freddie's the head coach right now, I mean, I th- look, we all know he talked to Mike McCarthy. And the report was that McCarthy said no because the stipulation was that he had to have Freddie Kitchens as his offensive coordinator. And I know that John Dorsey has been – so you can see what happens when basically there's this conflict between the front office and the coaching staff. There's been several players this season that we thought would be useful players like Rashard Higgins, like – you know, other players. Jannard Avery got traded. Like Jannard Avery, who got traded. And I wonder how much that is due to John Dorsey kind of trying to to put pressure on the coaching staff to do his bidding. Now, he drafted Jannard Avery, so it doesn't make a lot of sense to me that he wouldn't want Jannard Avery to play. But I just worry that this coaching, this, this job will be a little bit less attractive now that, A, Baker has regressed – and he's maybe viewed as more of a, you know, a guy you have to try and control and fix as opposed to a guy who's coming off one of the best rookie seasons ever. And B, I don't doubt that John Dorsey can still build a good roster. I know this roster has a lot of problems, namely the offensive line. That's very true. Um, but I still think this roster is built to compete in the NFL. I don't think this Browns team should be playing as poorly as they are. And I, I know that John Dorsey can build a roster. I just wonder if, you know, he's seeking to control more than an experienced coach like Ron Rivera would want from his general manager. That that's my question. Yeah, I mean, it really does depend on, like you said, how what the what he wants the dynamic to be for the team. Does he want to be the all powerful czar and control everything and have a coach under him just kind of do what he wants and visions? Or is he going to be someone that is going to be the GM that, you know, puts that helps that gets a coach that he just wants to make sure that the players are coached properly and are doing well. But at the same time, he can actually have a dialogue with as opposed to doing everything on his own. Because with Ron Rivera, that includes having him being part of the discussion, along with Mike McCarthy. Even if he hires his buddy Mike McCarthy, he still has to be part of the decision making or else McCarthy would not be happy as the coach for very long if he wasn't able to do those things. And I've always said if we hire McCarthy – I don't want to, but at the same time, if we do, we better hire an offensive coach that is going to maximize Baker's strengths. And at the same time, Baker has to get better this offseason and really finish out this schedule strong because he's shown flashes and he's shown stretches where he has been the Baker of last year. But for the most part, he has shown that when he doesn't get the ball out quickly, he is not able to extend plays to the same high level of success he did last year. And he also will take more chances than maybe you wish he would. And that can sometimes be a detriment to the team like it was early in the year when he was taking a lot of chances and throwing picks. And you really have to find out as a team how you want to handle it. And if you have a coach like Ron Rivera, that involves you giving up some of the responsibilities. And I don't know if John Dorsey is willing to do that. That's a good question. 
Yeah, you know, whoever comes in, again, I'm just assuming Freddie won't be back. I, there's a chance. Most people will. Look, he, there's a chance he comes back. Better not. He was picked for a reason. John Dorsey believed in him, in him enough to let him be the head coach of this team that had all these expectations. So there's always a chance that, you know, maybe Todd Munkin doesn't come back and Freddie's, you know, gets to run the offense his way or something like that. I don't know. Maybe there's a chance that Freddie says, okay, I'll come, you know, Dorsey says you can come back, but you have to give up play calling duty for a year. I don't know. I'm sure there's many situations, scenarios in which he does come back, but I think the chances are pretty small considering, once again, the reasons the team has struggled. A lot of that's traced back to him. We all know this. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I think experience would be a priority for me. You know, you want to get the best coach regardless of experience, but – I just think with how much of a mess this year has been and the lack of accountability in the locker room, I think that an experienced coach would be a, a, a lot smarter move than an inexperienced coach. Or someone that's been a head coach before and then maybe like someone that I thought of that – I don't know if he would take the job now, but maybe Josh McDaniels. I know he's always talked about as a head coaching candidate. but Chuck Pagano. Well, Chuck Pagano could be another candidate, but yeah. they haven't had that good of a season in Chicago, so I wonder if he would be getting those same opportunities, but – or maybe some of the Kansas City people, like we said, John Dorsey has those connections. He very well could try to go for Eric Bienme. Here, 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 Andy Reid. He's here's seventy million dollars a year. <laughs> yeah. No, I know what you mean though. Yeah, so I don't know, man. It's gonna be. I was kind of hoping that Harbaugh would get fired, fired in Baltimore if they didn't have a good year, which is what everyone is saying. But that's obviously not happening, considering the best team. He wouldn't in have gone to the divi- He wouldn't have gone to a divisional team. You never know. But I don't that's know. Not, all doesn't I do, matter all now because oh, yeah. they're the t- best team. They're the best team in the AFC right now. All I do know is I don't see Freddie coming back, and we've been over that. And this Brown season has been a pretty massive disappointment. And maybe the expectations were too high, but considering the talent, I don't think so. I don't think so either. There's not really much else to say with the Browns. It is what it is at this point. We get to watch them hopefully beat up on the Bengals this week, and you know, maybe Freddie can look so good in these last few games that all of a sudden Seabulls return for him, but. But in good news, yeah. if you're an Ohio football fan, at least we have Ohio State because they're number one in the country right now. Ohio State's pretty dominant, man. I mean, I, I don't get to watch a lot of college football because I usually work Saturdays. Same. But, I, usually I mean, when walk, your quarterback re-watch. has 39 total touchdowns and one interception, that strikes me as not bad. Well, it doesn't hurt when your quarterback – The talent is just extreme. And Ryan Day, by the way, holy hell. Speaking of man. NFL – places he could be that could be a name that gets floated around the NFL circle soon because of the success he's had both with Dwayne Haskins and now with Justin Fields at Ohio State taking over a program like Ohio State from Urban Meyer is no tall task there's no small task and he was able to really step up to the plate and Ohio State's one win away from being in the playoff they are the number one team in the playoff despite a lot of people thinking it should be LSU we all want to see Ohio State LSU national championship which would be awesome we all want to see that it would be Joe Burrow versus former team the team that basically told him you're not good enough that you yeah. should transfer he's like okay so I'm just gonna go to LSU then and get the starting job and then by the way I've read a story about Joe Burrow in Sports Illustrated today he his dream was to go to Nebraska and when he was transferring from Ohio State, Nebraska told him no. And Scott Frost said, do you really think he's better than any of our guys? Talk about head coaches that get, should get fired. Holy shit, that's a bad look. I mean, look. Taylor Martinez isn't bad, but he's not better Dude, than Joe Burrow. Yeah, that's not a good look. Joe Burrow's Hey, looking- you know what, though? There is one more football team in Ohio that we can be thankful for. And that's our Kent State Golden Flashes, who won their last three games. And they are now bowl eligible. 
Salute to you, Kent State Golden Flashes. Whatever the opposite of a salute is to Freddie Kitchens. Um, maybe, maybe hire uh, Scott Lewis, the Kent State coach, to be the Browns coach. Yeah, he can be. The, he really inspires. He can be the locker room motivator. Yeah, uh, he can be Baker's handler. <laughs> That's an expensive job. So someone's got to do it. We'll be back next week, maybe. I mean, I mean, if the Browns just kind of at this point, there's not a lot going to be said about the Browns for the rest of the season. We might be able to get any more draft stuff. Maybe, maybe, maybe the names. Browns will lose, and Odell Beckham Jr. will get in a fist fight with Freddie in the sidelines. That'd be kind of fun. That'd be juicy. Yeah, that'd be fun. We're just looking for fun now. That's yeah. where we're at. I mean, we're playing the Bengals next week, so we should probably. Hey, you know what, though? We got to December this year without the Browns being a joke. Although, barely. They were kind of a joke earlier in the year. <laughs> Those three wins at the oh, end. Oh, the really, Browns. Really how how long can we go before you're a joke? That's the bar. That's the, Congrats, Browns. You still suck. I mean, the Browns, at least last year, were playing for something until, like, mid-December. They're not even doing that this year. Yeah, whatever. Last year, they at least had a chance at the playoffs. Yeah. So we'll also have some Cavs podcast at some point here. The Cavs have Been really struggled, and Kevin Love looks like he would rather do anything but play for the Cavs anymore. But I can't really blame him. I don't him. blame him, yeah. They Seeing suck. Colin Sexton shoot 20 times a game while he stands in the perimeter must suck. But yeah, whatever. Seeing that dumb face. So we'll is. talk about the Cavs at some point. We'll talk about the Browns again. Maybe some more Ohio State. We'll be back next week or the week after. Um, until then, TreeCityRecords.com. Tree City Records on Twitter. Check out new single by Biggs. Killing yeah. it. Um, I'm at Baker underscore sports. Graham is at G-T-M-O-H-A-N. Thank you for listening. We do appreciate it. Don't forget, five-star reviews help. Listens help as well. We appreciate you all. We will talk to you next time. Thank you so much. Peace.